podcast. Do do do. Two house, two house. Four house on the hill. Four house on the hill. Four house on the hill. Two house. So we're at the uh, campus of Bryn Mawr College today, two hosts from Delco, and we're here to celebrate our one-year pod podiversary. Podiversary. Yeah. We've been doing this for a year now, Maureen. That's pretty exciting. That is very exciting. Uh, we've made a couple friends along the way. We've had um, a few special guests, and um, we've... Uh, I guess some listeners we don't know. Yeah. Some of the people that listen we don't know. There are just shady motherfuckers. Um, shade balls that just don't comment. Yeah, we actually have. Um, you you should do you have the screenshot on your phone uh, because we did get a review. Someone messaged you on Twitter. Oh yeah, and then I feel well. I Which and it was funny because. Yeah. You, but the uh, person by the end of the exchange, you got to read the whole exchange. The person still keeps like DMing me and being like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I want to engage with this person, but I also don't know if I want to put them on blast. But by the end of the, like they were like we answering questions about the podcast. And then by the end of it, they like asked me a dick question, like a penis question. And, and then they asked if you uh, like nudes. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the other part. Do you part. like nudes? Do you like nudes? And that, <laughs> I mean, at that point, I was like, well, I guess this conversation's fucking over. Yeah. But it's just such a shame because, like, on the internet, like, you don't know who you're talking to. Like, so obviously my first thing is to be, like, creeped out by, like, a strange oh, internet. Oh, sure. They could be wanting to have a I sincere mean, conversation have a about nudes. But they could. They could just want to know. They could be... They could be an artist who just wants to know if I've ever taken a life drawing class, which I have, and I would have been able to have a great, clean conversation about that. Because that's appropriate nudity. It's appropriate nudity. Uh, though I highly doubt it. You just don't write people on the internet and go, "Do you like nudes?" That's like you why just it's so confusing. I'm like, so, like I want to give everyone the. It's benefit not confusing. Of doubt. They were being a creep. I know, and then like they're like apologizing, and I'm like, oh, but they're probably just meant nope. something they're an else. In, they're a total incel. <laughs> That's like an incel move oh, to be God. like, do you like nudes? I know, I'm and then so you sorry. just like stop, and then be like, I'm sorry, like I'll do anything to talk about nudes with you. I mean, it's. Just, I guess my thing is like on the internet, you never know who you're talking to, so it's weird to me also when people get offended by things like that. Like if this person is offended, like actually, you know, I do apologize because it's not my intention, but like at the same time, I need to protect myself from perverts. So like, mm-hmm. no, like in our first like ten minutes of conversation, I mean, their subject well, you matter read, on the well, you podcast should read the review, has though. included penises. Do you have it? You should nudity. read the review. Because that's what we said we would do if anybody wrote us and reviewed us. Well, it was a DM, though. Yeah, DMs are the same. If you want to, I mean, we'd appreciate um, being a podcast. We appreciate getting reviews so people can find us um, through the feeds. So if you are listening, uh, if you're one of the 24 people tuning in, we would like you to uh, go to our iTunes page or go to our SoundCloud page. Marine, I mean, Marine does have like twelve thousand followers on Twitter now. I don't know how much, how many of those are Russian bots, though. I, th- I, I think um, I do an okay job of 
just having real people because I follow everyone back. You think? Um, I'm sure that I have a number of like fake bots. accounts and bots yeah. and stuff. Um, in that number, like I probably interact with like a very small percentage of those people. So, well, my point is, we're both, each of us are not popular internet personalities. So, we actually really, if you're listening and you sincerely like us, and for our year anniversary, please, our year pot anniversary, please go and rate and review our show. That's we a good point. We have five reviews on Twitter, all five stars. Uh, I think two of those might be me. Two of those might be me. Definitely not you. I can't imagine you going and rating something. No, on, I don't do that. On iTunes. I don't have iTunes. I don't have an iPhone. Okay, so here, this is the whole thing. No, because I didn't screenshot the whole thing to you. I said I sent you, did. you the screenshot, you and then me I the texted whole thing. you. No, and then I texted you, and I said, and then they just asked me if I like nudes. But let me. I don't um, need the just screenshot. Preview. I just let me wrote, just preview. You're asking me for a screenshot, wrong. but I actually have the DM. So let I don't me know just why I'm, go preview. Because we need to read the whole review. I'm giving you the whole review from my DM. Oh, okay. You yeah, go. you're right. You it was down. it was that. Okay. Maureen was right. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Um, There's an ant on me. We're outside. There's fucking bugs and ants. Uh, we also, we got smoothies. Uh, we're having the immersive Bryn Mawr experience for our Delco fans. Yeah. Shout out to Bryn and Danes on Lancaster Avenue and Bryn Mawr. I got the Black Mamba smoothie, which was actually pretty good. I have to say, They're, it's a little expensive there. It's a little expensive. Um, yeah, like seven fifty for a smoothie. Yeah, and, and then this is you add, not, then they give you options to add for like a dollar each. Yeah, which I, I was like, I'm not gonna do that. And this is literally like, you know, I got bananas and strawberry and stuff like that. And yep. it's like this was seven fifty. That's too much. They and have then, edamame for like three dollars and it's like less than a handful of edamame mm. in, in pods. It's really frustrating. And uh they also their ordering process is like an upscale Wawa, mm -hmm. which was a, a tad confusing. Which, as uh, someone who orders from Wawa Touchscreen all the time, I was just um, it was hard to get to the specialty drinks category. It was almost like you know how Wawa has that secret menu. I have never found it. I've I heard that's it. a myth. I don't that, know. It's a myth. Oh, actually, that was Starbucks secret menu. No, it was Wawa. No, I'm saying I read about Starbucks oh, being a mess. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, well, I feel like ordering a, a smoothie at Brennan and, Bryn and Danes, which is like the most annoying couple name ever, uh, was like ordering from the Wawa secret menu. It was confusing. It was super confusing, and everything there is overpriced, but everybody what happened? loves it, though. Oh, my God, People I got out like of it. that place, so a shame i don't know my phone's i told you my phone's like fucked up no i touched something touching things um but also i guess while we're waiting oh, for okay here's this review you, like nude art <laughs> yeah yeah here here it is this is the whole exchange um oh okay wait i mean it really uh, wasn't okay. like that bad of a they just asked they're me a they're like a fellow car. Delco person. Uh, Springfield Media Area. Um, they okay. You asked how did you how did you find our podcast? And they said they found it on iHeartRadio, and they listened to the penis episode while taking a shower. Wow, this started <laughs> I didn't off that part. This started off like. 
this guy's probably like that's my jerk off sound is it i that's better yeah that got god damn it i moved oh, he was jerking so it stupid. no i'm still there i'm still there is that a picture of a cat? Whoops, I gave their gender away. And I, you can't gender them from Twitter anyway. Wait, did I accidentally? Did you just send them a picture of no, a cat? No, I didn't. It was not. Okay, <laughs> I almost sent them a picture of a cat. You can go ahead and send it. I don't give a shit. Um, and then you went, and then they were. They said, cool podcast, definitely an interesting. I, I mean, it was a good, it was a good Can relate to a couple po- po- uh, topics, such as what constitutes Latin America and circumcision versus non-circumcision. Uh, LOL. So uh, I'm glad that they relate to our confusion on, on Latin America. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that was what, what I forget which podcast we were. It might have been mixed up in this in the penis episode if, I when think, we were yeah. talking about Mexicans, if they were like Latin American or not. Yeah. Um, and then versus Spanish. And yeah. Which shouldn't be that confusing, but it, it, for some reason, I owe, it is to us because we're white like people. there's, people from Spain, Spanish, and then there's, like, the Spanish settlers that yeah. came to, like, South America, and then there's, like, Mexican yeah. people. In any case, uh, they, they subscribe to it on iHeartRadio, which is funny because I do not know how we're on there, honestly. I don't know. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Nice. And then and then it goes into <laughs> directly into do you like nude art? And then Maureen just completely ghosted. I was like the I was conversation. like stranger danger. <laughs> like, do you like nude art? Maybe they should have done LOL after that, like I, they did all the other times. Yeah. Uh yeah, that really anyway, that's where the conversation ended. But then they but were, they were like, um or Hey, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't offend you. And I was just like, whoa, I, I'm just. But that's the kind of, you know what, listener interaction I'm I'm actually into. At least it didn't escalate straight to a dick pic. They didn't just send a dick pic. Although I have to say, I've never received a dick pic ever before. Of course. I mean, it's because I never did dating websites because I've been in a relationship for like uh, 11 years. So I missed the whole Tinder yeah dating and stuff like that so i never got a dick pic i even like one time on facebook i asked people to send me a dick pic and nobody did like so and i've even like you know replied to emails like suck a dick or like i think i've sent people dick pics and i've just never gotten one Hmm. i don't know if i've ever gotten. i might just be asking for trouble yeah i mean dick pics are annoying that's i don't want to see a pic of your dick i just don't I mean, uh, I, look, what? we grew up in the 90s. I've gotten dick pics on my fucking disposable cameras. Oh. I got those dick pics. I got the boys down the shore who would stick the fucking camera down the pants and take a picture on the disposable my camera. God, so when God. you developed. I mean, Maureen, <laughs> you don't say that too loud. We're, we're <laughs> on a fancy Bryn Mawr College campus. So, uh who wait who took a disposable camera dick pic using i just i i feel like it happened more than once in like like, i feel like it was like eighth grade no like i feel like in in, no i feel like it was stuff that people did how did people do that at prendy no 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 i'm talking about being that age like being young and and, down the shore yeah like at a party or i don't freaking know i just remember people doing shit like that 
but then I'm I do about not it, I remember like, that. Nobody see. Like the, like, nobody wants to show me their dick. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry that you don't remember that. I'm sorry you never got one of those. No. But I'm sure that I did. Mm. No, I'm talking about like that drunk boys at a shore house that find a yeah, camera no, that and never, take a picture of their dick. That never happened to me. Hmm. I'm sorry for you. Um, You're not uh, wanted. But and so that, and that makes you worthless. I am worthless because I never received a dick pic before. Mm-hmm. It makes me worthless as a female. It's really sexist to not. I shouldn't even identify as female any longer because no one sent me a dick pic before. That is what makes you feminine as a dick pic. Yeah, it's if I it's just sexism really. But mm. if somebody I de- like sees me, woman, that's a woman <laughs> must send dick pic to engage with woman, and no one's ever done that. So obviously, no one sees me as female. Obviously, I don't. But I, I don't know that I've ever gotten a dick pic either. Oh well, you know. Um, I should ask Gus to send me one. I don't even think Gus would. Um, also, I have a question. Since you've gotten dick pics before, are they flaccid or are they? No, I, I haven't hard? gotten. I, I'm talking. I mean, like, I don't think I've gotten a dick pic like on the internet before. That was my other thing. I, I guess, like, I haven't gotten a dick pic because I don't make guys hard, so and they don't want to <laughs> send me a picture of their flaccid penis because that's embarrassing. Do you remember that uh, snap? What was that called? Chat roulette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw dicks on chat roulette. That was um, all dicks all the time. Oh, I mean, I saw dicks on chat roulette, but that's not as personal. No, it's not as personal. It's not personal at all. Um, it's random and yeah. not personal. Um, there's a, there's this, um, uh, performance art couple that, that does like internet art called their names, uh, Franco and Eva mates. Mm -hmm. And they did a chat roulette project where they fake hung themselves from the ceiling and signed on the chat roulette. I love chat roulette. And I was, it's like really disturbing, but, and then they re they screen recorded the whole performance and like, they like recorded people's reactions to seeing someone kill themselves. It's a really interesting piece, although it's it is it's really disturbing and it's actually a really fucked up thing to do I would to like people. To check it out, yeah. Uh, but cool. those are the good old chat roulette days. So, I mean, everybody was doing fucked up shit on chat roulette. It yeah, was a fucked up thing. It was a, it was a social experiment for mm-hmm. sure. I loved it though. I on it. being depraved, like I love like that's a, the first thing like human beings want to do with the internet is like just do the most depraved shit as possible right, like disconnect a, from our humanity as much <laughs> as we possibly can or maybe it's a part of our humanity the ent- entire time it's our lizard brains yeah um there's well, like we are living in a in a simulation i'm reading right now this book called um uh what the hell is it called it's franz wall and it's about uh chimpanzees i have it in my bag actually because i was reading it on the train actually I didn't read it on the train on the way because I like looking at the suburban houses mama's last hug oh I know what that's talking about <laughs> yeah um and it talks it's cool. about chimpanzee emotions this looks really like, interesting yeah they're they're uh pri- pr- primatologists primatologists Ooh, I would like to borrow this from you when yeah when I'm done I'll, I'll lend it to you um but but like it's interesting like looking at how chimpanzee society functions Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like this like undercurrent of of violence and chaos Mm -hmm. that is just held together through like just keeping the peace like like the chaos and the violence is like 
the turning like what keeps the society also peaceful and functioning at the same time because it makes you have to like but instinctually they want to be it's it's instinctually violence is a part of um nature yeah but in chimpanzee culture which is like similar to i feel like it's the same thing with human beings like will we always have never-ending wars can we never not have wars i don't think uh, we never have no in the history of mankind I mean, there's people who think that, like, we're going to make, like, a quantum leap into, like, in our next level of evolution. We need... I mean, we should. I think that's what's happening right now. I think that we are going to be, like, in, in our lifetime, probably um, seeing a lot of, like, AI and humans, like, merging mis- with machines or with computers in different ways. Like, there's already quantum computers. There's, like, all this crazy shit going on with tech that, like, it's just, like... I, I can't even wrap my mind around what's going on with it. And um, Elon Musk, I think, is going to start, like, he's starting to do something with um, artificial intelligence and, I guess, like, virtual reality and somehow, like, uploading information from us to computers. I, I That's, like, I mean, I literally don't understand anything. Oh, about I saw that on a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, well, he's, it's, it's going to be real. Um, there's actually, I was listening to Fresh Air and I don't remember anyone's name, but there was like a heart surgeon on and they were talking about, and I don't remember what this, uh, machine is actually even called, but it basically replaces, uh, your heart, the function of the heart pumping blood. And, um, it is amazing and it keeps people alive far past their life expectancy. And, but the creepy thing about it, because it is a machine that is your heart is literally a machine yeah that when people die that their heart is actually still beating that's so weird because you have to turn off so how so imagine like what does death even mean right yeah like i guess your brain dead yeah but then i I don't know i don't even know where i was just reading an article don't remember where i was like Mm -hmm. randomly reading it and it was about uh it was like about what is actually death like when is a human actually dead because we have no way of knowing like because there's like a percentage of brain dead people Mm -hmm. who can't or people who are not brain dead who can't move their body at all or speak or blink anything so like i mean it's problematic because like our doctors now like when they don't see any brain activity they assume the person subjectively is not feeling or seeing anything but like we don't know that's true for all of them and for some of them they are aware and there's no way to know that they're aware. So, um, yeah, like, when does death actually occur? So it's definitely a philosophical question that's going to be more... We haven't important. done a death episode. Yeah, I'm super That should be one. We should do a death episode. Um, but let's get into our topic today, now that we've been talking for 20 minutes. And cool. uh, we already told you to rate and review us. We got through that part. Yeah. Uh, the other part is to write into us to ask us to apologize for things. We like to apologize. Well, I do. She does. I'm the only one who, who assumes the role of politically correct, woke, SJW, white woman. Sis. That's me. Sis. 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 Het, sis. 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 We also both recently just came out on Twitter as Bernie Hoes. Yeah, totally. So if you're listening to this podcast and you don't support Bernie Sanders, we're actually okay with that. Yeah, I don't really. But I don't know if you saw the New York Times map 
No, I didn't. There's this New York Times map. It's hilarious. And it's it's based off of, um, it tracks individual donations mm-hmm. of the uh, Democratic Party candidates for president. And um, so it's individual donations and then also like how much money everyone is, yeah, has total. raised. So Bernie Sanders has raised the most money as everyone. And then also when you see the map, Bernie's color is blue. Mm-hmm. The map's like blue. Yeah. You like literally can't even see the other mm-hmm. candidates except for like O'Rourke. You can solidly see in Texas. Yeah. Um, uh, so Beto's Beto's got a lot of support in Texas. So I'm surprised he didn't get elected. And um, to Congress when he was yeah. running. Um, I think a lot of people were. And then there's, I feel like there was another. Oh, that the the um, what the hell is that? inlet what the hell is that guy's name Engels or something like that uh the governor of uh oregon or washington state oh i know who you're talking about yeah who's like Carl, super green i like him i, I like, I like him. him too <laughs> Carl's i was like, I'm I was gonna like coach you america that's how, that's how yeah I like i i mean i really my thing with the fringe one of our topics was the dem debates last time so we could call this even a recap part of our episode we do yeah. a recap did you watch the ones this week yeah yeah and one of the things i would say with the fringe candidates that I'm thankful for in the debates is that they're each bringing a unique part of the conversation that needs to be talked about in, you know, super aggressive ways. I think Bernie covers it all, so honestly. Same. But, like, you know, I like different the governor, Inslee. I think it's Inslee um, from Washington State or Oregon State. It's weird because in the Google map, in the map, it's, like, Oregon State. He was wearing, but, like, glasses. Yeah, he was wearing the, the yeah, last he's, one. He's from Washington He looks State. good in glasses. Yeah, because he was like, we're going to bring Washington State to Washington, D.C. Or yeah. something like that. Okay, yeah, so it is Washington State. Um, he definitely has an Oregon vibe, too. Yeah. I mean, those states are very similar. Any, in any case, um, Pacific Northwest. Woohoo. Um, he, though, like, is really, like, gung-ho about, he's like, no, we need to act now. Yeah, we're like in that. trouble. Blah, blah, blah. And I... And I like that he's, like, aggressively bringing mm-hmm. that to the table. I like that Tulsi Gabbard totally handed Kamala Harris's ass to her. Mm-hmm. Because Kamala, I was telling you last time, what was so frustrating about the last debates is that she was lying about yep. points. and t- Just to, like, and just to float by, just to ease in. And that w- that's, like, really fucking annoying. And then Tulsi and then, fucking did it to her. And people were yeah. like, oh, God, come on. Like, I, I just like Kamala less and less as time goes by, unfortunately. I liked her at first. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe day one I liked her, but I did actually immediately see a lot of people criticizing her immediately on my timeline and talking about her track record as a DA, like, immediately. And when I saw that, like, I'm definitely identify as an abolitionist. I believe that um, prisons are, bottom line, not a way to uh, rehabilitate people who have criminal you know, backgrounds mm-hmm. or issues, I think it makes the whole situation worse and that we should, and that the prison system is used as modern day slavery. Yep. So I think we just need to abolish that shit. So um, immediately that she's a DA in my book, yeah. I'm kind of like, um, if that your passion is like putting yeah. people to jail, she's I don't know. Like, you know, she's a cop. Yeah, she's a cop. Um, but no, she, she just blatantly lies. And so Tulsi, like, totally handed her a new asshole. And everything Tulsi said was true. And then they're also saying she's an Assad apologist yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, and the Russian Assad and all that. To, to me, 
that just okay so again why would russia be like into somebody who's in a who's like meeting with assad and stuff like that well because that whole war in syria was a proxy war between the united states and russia mm -hmm. and russia was um supporting and financing the state the assad regime and the united states was financing all the rebel fighters and um basically we were we were in a war with russia via syria which is like really fucked up in and of itself but so, and Tulsi, as an ex-veteran, I feel like is trying to do diplomacy to mm -hmm. not okay, have, yeah. like, you know, us go in. And it's actually, and they're saying that's a war crime, that Assad committed war crimes. Technically, we committed war crimes because we weaponized rebel forces on, a re like, on an established regime. Now, I'm not, like, saying I even, I understand that. Um, there was like, they had the same, Syria had the same issues with a corrupt government and wealthy people being super rich and inflation was really bad. And then there was a drought and then people were starving. And I understand that like that, the people in power were not good people, but at the same time, like you, like they are still established the, the establishment and for us to like literally give guns to like rebel forces mm -hmm. to take over is like kind of yeah like that's that's a war crime yeah so i don't know Just i mean seems questionable it's questionable to me but um a little off track here anyway <laughs> uh, no, wait, back I, to that map though actually, the whole map is like yang blue at some point. oh we should mm -hmm. talk about yang but the map it was blue because everyone's donating to bernie sanders and bernie sanders also has the most money and um it's like he's the if one you should fucking have been president last time if you take a look at that map and think of any other candidate seriously that should be the democratic like um nominee and would win and you look at that map you're a fucking idiot where is i'm it? sorry That's wait i hate doing that listeners... i hate people do that in politics they go you're stupid where I can listeners that. find the map new york look times in the new york times um, what's do you remember like what it's called is it like it's, candidate you, it's like um donation democratic presidential you could like be like democratic presidential nominee donations map and you would find in it in new york Times. i mean honestly it's all over twitter right. today but um they had to actually make a map where they took bernie sanders out so you could so actually you could see the rest see. of them wow yeah so that was really that was really nice Bernie but he's um, dangerous to the establishment i think bernie and did love him for it. much better in the in um the second debates than the first debates he had a real some really great one-liners uh i feel like he was more like timid in the in the last one and then you know kamala got her due to like rip you know tear a new asshole for biden which I mean, I'm fine. And then what was that weird Biden, I mean, Biden moment? Get over it. Like, I'm like, I, He's go like, away. I mean, it's I hate 2008. saying this about like being like this with elderly people, but I, was he having a senior moment at the end there? What was that? I don't know. But Biden I, I mean, three oh oh three right. <laughs> oh. I was like, I, I felt, I actually Joe, felt bad for him. It was Joe. Three oh three three oh or something like it was just Joe and then a number. It yeah, was very weird. I don't know what it was. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think like if anything proves that, I mean, he might be a Russian bot. Yeah, right. That there's a Russian bot right there. I He's just a think robot. there's so many other good progressive candidates. Like, why do we do not need to go back and do a do over of Obama's presidency? It was yeah. fine. It was great. 
and it, leave it alone. It wasn't great. And now we have to, it's not 2016. I think people. It's not 2008. It's going to be 2020. Like, people were being replaced by automation, and no one's fucking talking about it. Here's, here's the thing. I don't think Obama's administration was great, and I don't want to get into all the specifics of that, because we can go on and on and on. But here's the thing, the one message I like about Bernie, too, is that he's constantly reminding us, ooh, there's a bee on your foot. I plate. know, it's been, it's been hanging out behind There's, like, you can be, no pun intended, bee. Please don't sting me, honey bee. Like, come on, bitch. We're not flowers. You're a beautiful flower. And I think all drones are actually males, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. In any case, um, it's, yeah, we're going to, like, Bernie as a representative, we're going to vote for him, blah, blah, blah. But it's not about the president. Like, it's a movement. It's about the people. Like, and so what happened, I feel like, with Obama's presidency is people kind of, like, were like, oh, you know, he speaks so well, you know, he's doing his thing. And everyone just felt, like, really comfortable with Obama. everything over way too much. Yeah, and and it made us, like, less critical. Yep, it made us complacent. And because of that, yeah, it made us complacent a lot. And, like, um, you know, I think, like, again, we need a president who also reminds us all the time that the, you know, that you need to be involved. Right. You know, it's not enough to vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. You know, so... Um, and the president is the president. Now, of course, like, I've said this before, and it's like, people are like, no, the president's really dangerous, because, like, I had said that, and then Trump became president, and, like, people were like, look how much he's, like, fucked things up. So, yeah, the, the president can do yeah. a lot of damage. I'm not being ignorant to, like, the damage that has been done because of this president, but, um, and that, you know, the the president can do a lot of damage but i think a president that makes us complacent is more dangerous it's dangerous um but yeah so for this podcast episode though for our podiversary um we i was thinking what would be fun is if we went through all of our topics from the past year and talk about them for like three minutes each all right um it looks like there's a bunch of people in robes there's people in robes is there going to be some kind of ritual going on here? It is. It's the skulls. The skulls? Yeah, the skulls. Okay. Yeah, you know, The way you said that. They're like, like the old, they're, they're, it's a college. They're like a secret society. Oh, is this the like skulls. Dead Poets Society? Exactly. Is that what they were called? I don't, I know that was a movie with the skulls in it. Um, I haven't <clears throat> seen that movie in a really long time. We, I would say that we have not done an episode, you know, like you should, about a movie or, uh, you know, uh, a TV show. And that's something podcasts do. So I think in the future we should, we need to do a death episode and we need to do a a podcast episode. Okay. Um, I mean, not, I mean, not, not a podcast. We need to do, um, a, uh, episode on a TV show. Or and like a movie because that's something podcasts do. Now I want to just like see my station. Let me go to my station. Okay. Um, I would say yeah, it's kind of weird how they do this. This is our so this past year. This is our twenty fifth episode. We've done twenty five episodes in a year. 
So we update like every two weeks or once a month whenever we can get together. It's kind of tough. Yeah. So, um, all right, starting now, so five, like five minutes times, um, 25 times 24 is, um, 70 minutes. So another hour. So we can't, let's do like, you know, let's just be really quick. All right. So episode one was about us. Let's, um, recap that. Basically we, we talked about our origins like where we grew up we mm-hmm. talked about our delaware county origins Delco, story. and i would say like that's actually been you know a, are we delco enough in every episode are we bringing the delco to every episode you can take the bitch out of delco but you can't take the delco out of the bitch that's my answer to that question all right that's a good point so i guess our accents alone uh, yeah i mean you can't help quantify it. it's, just, it's just delco delco content mm-hmm um, yeah, and so I'm trying, the, about episode, we basically, we talked about high school and ourselves and where we grew up and our yeah. Catholic up, upbringing. Um, yeah, the, okay, that's that one. The episode two, we talked about Wawa. So I definitely do have some recap Wawa stuff to add. And that's that a lot of people are like, uh, critical of Wawa because they donate to the Republican party. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. And, um, Sheets, um, is a... Delco, uh, well, they're not Delco. They're like Montgomery County or some shit. Anyway, they donate to the Democratic Party. So people who stand sheets always say that to Wawa people because at least they don't support the Republican Party. Here's where I'm going to go with this. I still go to Wawa. Look, being a consumer in today's woke capitalism market is problematic just stepping out the door. Like, there's nothing that you can do. Uh, pretty much wherever you you are spending your money, it's, you know, benefiting somebody else. evil. But I would say this. I want, I want to see our politics reform in a way, and this is why I'm bo- voting for Bernie Sanders, where it doesn't fucking matter how much money you're giving a certain party. Yep. And, like, to the point where, because if you think about it, other people are always like, oh, but you want the, you're, you're into democratic socialism, so you want the government to be in charge of everything. I'm like, no. the government, first off, is in charge, is, is powered by rich people now. Yep. So, the, and the government is in charge of things, and then basically what it does is slack off for rich people. It gives rich people advantages. Yes. And rich people control the government. Yep. So, when people say that to me, I'm like, what the fuck are, I don't even understand. I'm saying I want the poor people in charge of government and with that tax the rich people so that the poor people get advantages like basic fucking human right right advantages. I'm not talking about whatever. I'm just talking about living a life like we're in in the United States of America and people are like go somewhere else like no this is a great country like there is a lot of wealth here. There, there is like, you know, we're sitting in this beautiful park at Bryn Mawr College now. Yeah, because the Bryn Mawr College people have taken all the fucking wealth. Like, our parents' yeah. generation and their parents' generation took all the wealth. All of us are in fucking debt. There's mm-hmm. nothing left. And whatever the rich people have, they are keeping. And they're just powerful enough now that they're finding ways to take more from the fucking poor people. Like, it's not... Like, people are like, oh, well, you can't just say just tax the rich. Like, that's their money and they're not bad people. Like, no, they're not all bad people, but, like, nobody's... Like, poor people aren't just like, give us all your money. Like, you fucking took our money. We pay taxes. Amazon paid zero dollars in taxes. Yeah. Do you know how much I fucking paid? Fuck you. Yeah. Like, suck my dick. Yeah. Anyway, so... But, in that sense, 
Wawa can give as much as they want to the Democratic part or to the Republican Party. But as we uh, move on and uh, start funding our government individually as poor people, in any case, uh, it, w- it doesn't fucking matter. And then if it becomes senseless for them to donate to parties to get favors, then rich people will stop donating to parties to get favors because yep. they know it won't be worth yeah. shit. So, like, yeah, in any case, but I think, well, and we also, by the way, people, if you listen to our Wawa episode, Maureen and I are woke to Wawa because we discussed how they don't sell condoms. We also discussed mm. how they don't sell rolling papers, yeah. and we're against that. And, and that's how we know they're a conservative Christian fucking assholes. So, yeah. we did talk about that. Uh, my recent Wawa lunches, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm really into having macaroni salad when it's, like, hot out mm. and iced tea. So I've been doing Sounds that. Sounds like a nice summer lunch. Yeah. Um, that, and that's, like, literally all I have update on Wawa. What about you? Um, I, uh, don't get to go to Wawa as much as I would like to because the one in Bryn Mawr is fucking awful. Wawa, fix your fucking parking lot in Bryn Mawr. Wawa, please. Oh, yeah, we've talked about that in that episode, um, yeah. That's all I really have to say about Wawa right now. Oh, and that, and that you don't see color when you uh, open the door at the I don't Wawa. even see your shirt color when I open the door at Wawa. Uh, okay, so uh, the next one is Delco Folklore and Mythology. Uh, we haven't done, we were going to do like a Delco hero episode or like famous people. We should do, we need to yeah. do one of those like where we talk about famous people who are from our neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, and we haven't done that, but the Delco folklore mythology, uh, as I recall, I think I had more Lansdowne's more rich. Yeah. Well, it is for it's the Delco, Lansdowne's for the, the folklore, town. folklore mythology. We have a lot, a lot going on. Um, and I feel like we covered like literally everything. Well, when we we did talked it. about old man, Porchman, Monkey's Satan Island, Bill, Monkey's Island, Midgetville, Midgetville, which you knew. I was talking about Midgetville again. And I, I was, I was like, I swear Maureen really did go there and you did see midgets. Mm-hmm. No, no, that when we, no, because when we went to the Pitcairn estate, all of like the, the windows like the lights were on and stuff in all the houses and people Uh were like see how weird that is and but really like if people were always coming into like your to look at your house like wouldn't you keep your lights on all the time um i don't think i ever saw midgets at midgetville well it's uh a friend of mine too was telling me they are they're from ohio they had a midgetville and i was like this could be like a suburban Legend. Ur- urban legend yeah. like across America that everyone has a midgetville. It probably is. Um the next episode was do you have anything? I mean, I don't really no, I feel good. like that episode like conclusively co- like literally covers everything, everything on Delco folklore and mythology pertaining to uh Lansdowne and Upper Darby. You should go listen to it. Cats and dogs. We t- we did a cats and dogs episode. We haven't done another animal. Yeah, like dolphins or something. Oh, we should do dolphins. I really like lions, too. We could do a lion episode. Yeah. Lions. Um, Not that into tigers, which is weird. Yeah. Because weird. you figure if you're in the lions, you would be in the tigers. Yeah. But tigers don't really do it for me. Why? Um, They're, I don't know, they're too exotic looking with their okay. stripes okay. and their orange color. They don't look like a real cat. Yeah, mm-hmm. like lions, like look more like a real cat like to me cat, yeah. yeah and 
um, lions, you know, yeah, I don't know. Tigers just don't really do it for me. It's weird. Um, but yeah, cats and dogs. I mean, we talked about, Marie and I talked about our cats and dogs in that episode. Marine actually um, just lost the best friend. Yeah, my dog died about a month ago. KJ, R.I.P. KJ. We love you. He he was old. He was an old guy. I got yeah. him when he was ten. Yeah, um, and also I feel like you, when you adopted him, you were literally like, you knew you didn't have a lot of time, and I you were he was just giving for him like six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were just giving him a good life. Right. In the end. Yep. Um. And you were able to, he had a good death. Yeah, I was able to hold him for his uh, euthanasia, and he didn't really suffer a whole lot. He just sort of collapsed, and we realized he, his heart had was giving out, basically. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't have much time left, so um, we were able to spend one last night with him, and then we euthanized him the next day. So I don't feel like he really suffered, you know, and it was clear that it was time. So uh, overall, it was, it was the best, you know, to be expected. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Thanks. Cats and dogs. Did you get him re, uh, cremated? or? Yeah, but I don't, I'm don't. i not going to keep his ashes or anything. Oh, okay. All right. Next episode is breeders. We talked about breeders. So breeders is also it's an offensive term. I've asked my breeder friends if they cared if I called them breeders, and they said that it, they found it offensive. It is offensive. Uh, but I still say breeders. Yeah. And I'm trying to Marina and I were... 30 i'm gonna be 38 in like a week two weeks mm-hmm. and i'm childless and marine's childless child um, free by choice child free by choice i guess that sounds better than saying you're childless it just makes it sound like you're missing something yeah it does i mean i am definitely still since the breeder episode still like um on the fence about having i i mean it would be if i were to have a kid it would it would be really hard to conceive actually um I've been reading up on it. If, after 37, yeah, it's like you, uh, first off, if you are even um, ovulating, like if you are dropping eggs, it's it's not every period. That gross. Dropping eggs. Dropping eggs. Ew. It's not every period. Uh, you don't have that many eggs left. And they're also not very good quality eggs. And also, I was reading that male sperm doesn't really get enough flack. Like, old men who have, like, older men, um, their sperm is full of mutations, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, for instance, Baron Baron Trump has autism, and that's because Donald Trump was, like, 50-something when he had him. I didn't know he was autistic. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's a big secret, but everyone thinks that he's actually autistic. that makes sense. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Just makes sense. Um, that, it's that old cum. It is that is disgusting. Now, it's not necessarily... Mutations are not necessarily always bad. And actually, it could lead to... uh, Considering that most people who have children today are in their late 30s. Most men who are having children are in their 40s to late 40s. Because of the way our economy is and Mm -hmm. everything. Um, That most of the children actually being born today are being born with mutations. Mm -hmm. So, we're talking about a completely different mutation wise dna wise a different like i'm not gonna say race a a different generation this could be than we are physically DNA that we've been waiting for yeah like it's interesting to think of it in this way but i'm telling you the mutations it's it were it's gonna be a complete not complete but it, you're like a lot of mutations you don't see outwardly and it's not always bad it's not always autism or right it could be know. something that's how that's how 
species evolve is yeah. through mutations. Yeah. Right. So, uh, anyway, but, um, I, it does make me feel a lot better not having a child thinking that, um, you know, of the amount of waste, yep. um, and pollution adding another child to the world would yep. be. And I'm also, and some people say that I'm like not hopeful enough because of this, but I really don't think this is a good time to bring children into the world. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be so worried about what their life is going to be. I oh yeah, I mean, even when I'm thinking about it, I'm already yeah. worried about it. I'm like, what? Like, look how hot the summers have gotten for. Like, I that summer is hotter than it was when I was little. Right. Like, I grew up in a house. We just had fans. Yeah, we never had air conditioning. We never had air we conditioning. Never had kids. But like, you need it now. You need it now. Like, you cannot not have air conditioning, and it's not because we're sexist. Um, yeah. We uh, we truly believe that, um, but anyway, yeah. So breeders, if you have if you're having an existential crisis or whatever, that's a good uh, podcast to listen to. If yeah. you have children, you probably don't want to listen to it. It might no. offend you. Yeah, and I mean, if you have children, like I probably like you and your children specifically. If I know you personally, maybe I don't. Maybe your kid's an asshole. Uh-huh. Um, but in general, man, I am just at the point where I uh, think I think it's a bad idea to bring new people into this world right now. So if you're Uh, offended by that, I mean, you know, it's complicated. Yeah. All right. So next one, we did uh, Delco. We did a Delco true crime episode. And as I recall, I brought, again, more to the table than you. Yeah, I didn't really have any, like, Which is surprising, because Upper Darby has a lot. Sta- yeah, I mean, you know, my dad used to see, like, crack files when he was walking to the train, even, like, in the 80s and 90s. Well, let's not criminalize drug use, Maureen. Well, I didn't criminalize it. I just... Okay, so uh, our recording got... Um, uh, didn't record, so... We're now phoning, I'm phoning Marine right now, and we're going to finish up this podcast, which is going over every episode and doing a, like, five-minute um, recap addition to it real quick for our celebration of being a podcast for a year. I'm about to break the news to Marine how much we lost. Hi. Hi. What's going on? nothing um it's funny like I was being like oh yeah it'll be so great to meet in person to have a reunion podcast and all that and then here we are doing it over the phone again on the phone well only oh no you're breaking up now too Uh all right what did you say say it again I said we only have to do part of it over the phone right Yeah. yeah yeah that's true um so Fine. I listened to, you know, how far we got before it cut off, uh-huh. um, and we only got to episode five, Breeders. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wait, I feel like we did, oh, maybe, I think we did Delco True Crime, too. Yeah, we did True Crime, um, so we're basically starting off from episode seven. All right, let's do it. Um... Yeah, so episode seven is astrology, uh, and that's one of our more popular of the podcast. Uh, it has the most uh, listens. I think people are real. I think people really like astrology. They do. Yeah, I mean, I think all that kind of stuff. People, people like it. And my mom said that she will come on at some point to do a crystals episode. Yes. All right, yeah. we're planning that really soon. 
Okay, yeah, no, that's good. I like a guest who wants to prepare. Yeah, I mean, our guests should be prepared, even though we are not. Yes, we don't, we don't repair, or we don't prepare for this uh, podcast, ever, actually. Minimal effort. I have to say, uh, for having technical difficulties, I love that the first time we had technical difficulties, can I even freaking talk? is when uh, we're having our potiversary and our one-year potiversary and that's the first time we mess up and we also work in the most like dumb conditions we don't have microphones i'm just using my my phone and like my computer and that's it pretty good so you know you got it this happens on podcasts sometimes um stuff gets lost yeah um, anyway, so the astrology episode is literally just, uh, us talking about our signs mostly, but we do talk about our rising sun and moon signs, and mine is, yeah. uh, we're both Aries rising, we found out. Which I Wait, thought, no, my, I'm Aries moon, you're Aries, Aries rising. Oh, okay. So that doesn't really mean shit, really. I mean, no. We both have Aries prominent in our chart, that's all I mean. I was really annoyed with my chart. I was like, it kind of explains why I hate myself because I'm I'm like a Leo Sun, not like I am Leo Sun Pisces Moon and Aries Rising. I just feel like those are all like the most annoying things ever in the most like uh, perfect placement for them. Like an an annoying Aries is like an opinionated annoying person, and a Rising sign is like outwardly how people see you. And, like, your sun sign is, like, so ego, your ego and being egotistical and, like, the Leo is, like, the most egotistical. And then moon is your emotions. And I have the most sappy, sad uh, Pisces water sign for my moon. It's, like, well, it's a yeah, mixture. Well, so all of those things, I mean, yeah, all of those things are... I was born to be the most annoying person. What did you say? that they all also have positive aspects, as you know. No, they don't. I was born to be the most annoying person. It makes you, like, passionate and driven and and you want to succeed and you work really hard. I draw a three o'clock book comic and one of my characters is called Annoying Girl. And everyone's always always feels really called out by this character and upset that I'm making fun of them and everything, but what they don't really realize is annoying girl is fucking me. I'm annoying girl. So, I'm sorry. If you, like, identified something lame, it's, like, me making fun of myself, and, yeah, this is something lame about you, but, like, maybe you should just embrace it and, like, be, like, okay with it, which is what I'm trying to do, which is why. That's a good point. We all have those parts of ourselves, and it makes, I mean, of course, since you are creating this character, it would make sense that it represents an aspect of yourself what that was, you find annoying. What was your rising? My rising sign is Taurus. Oh, um, wow. Okay. I'm, like, lazy, and um, I, like, get into, like, routines. You're stubborn. Um, super fucking stubborn. Um, also, I mean, I'm my sun sign is Capricorn. So uh, there's that. And then I have Aries Moon, which is, like, my, I think, impulsiveness. I think I have a lot of contradiction in my chart. 
Yeah, I think if I, I think an Aries moon would be really cool to have. I think that's like if you're gonna have Aries in your like, because honestly, I think Aries is actually really annoying. Like, I, I don't yeah. like Aries people. I, I do find Aries really annoying. It must, be, it's obviously self hatred because I'm an Aries. I actually rising. love Aries. Yeah, oh, I have a lot it? of close friends. Yeah, but if it's in your, if it's Aries. in your moon though, that's a good placement for it because that's where you kind of like would want to be more like outspoken and really feeling your emotions and like a confident sort of way. I think that having an Aries moon placement is like. Um, no, I'm super emotionally fucked up because I'm like a Capricorn sun, which is like, I'm going to be disconnected from my emotions anyway. And then having an Aries moon is like, it's, I'm, I'm like really emotionally impulsive and like emotionally immature. And that's not, I don't feel like those very people are those things, but like those, like Aries is the first zodiac sign. It's like the baby of the zodiac sign. And like Aries, I also love Aries. Because everything's exciting to Aries people, like, it's fun, like, the world is, like, an exciting place. I, that's just, like, the vibe I get from them. Mm-hmm. But um, I think for me, it's, with everything else, I feel like that's part of, I think it's good because I think it is what gives me my passion for, you know what I mean, underneath all of my, like, like, being depressed and, like, hopelessness and, like, nihilism, but, like, I still, like, have, like, underlying optimism, and I think that's my area. See, now, I hate babies, so... So do I. That might explain why I find Aries annoying. Because hmm. they're the babies of the Zodiac. Baby of the Zodiac. Um, anyway, yeah, so the astrology episode, I'm annoying, Marine's fucked up, if you're any of those signs, I think we definitely talk about other signs, we talk about signs that we like, too, um, yeah. so that's a good episode, it's our most popular, episode 8 is Pika's, which is my personal fave, um, we went to Pika's restaurant, which is an Italian restaurant um, in Upper Darby, uh, that is very famous Delco Italian restaurant to go to. And we recorded they have very famous pizza. Yeah, and we recorded in the restaurant, which I really liked about that. Again, proving that um, wait, my just phone real is quick, great. FYI, what? Just so people can understand how cute it is in here. There's a kitten in my apartment right now that I borrowed from downstairs. It's like a foster kitten, and she's so freaking cute. And my cat's playing with her. See, I, if I lived uh, above a vet and had access to kittens, they would be in my apartment all the time. Yeah, that they is, are in my apartment all the time. That is such an excellent, that's an A-plus part of your job. It's fucking great. And you're helping habitat, or you're helping uh, habituate the, how do you, I, I can't speak. How do you, like you're, you're habituating uh, the cat to being handled and loved yeah. and cuddled, which is really yeah. important. Yeah, we're uh, socializing it, and I'm also getting her used to wearing a harness. It's wearing a harness? Yeah, I'm getting her used to wearing a harness. I think she will mm. be, like, a good cat to, like, have on a harness. She's, like, very attentive, and, like, she, she, I don't know, like, she pays attention to people. I think she'll probably be able to be, like, trainable. So, so adventure cat. Adventure cat in training. Absolutely. Uh, she would be a great adventure cat. 
Yeah, I really was like, I had Bub out back, and I just feel like he really wants to go further than the backyard. And he's pretty good on the leash and stuff. And I was going to take him out front and on our front scoop to hang out and walk him around the block a little bit. I just wanted to see how he would react to dogs and stuff. But as you know, we live on a very busy street. And as I was doing that, Gus was, like, freaking out. And he was, like, he was very upset. So I decided not to do it because I didn't want to upset Gus so much. But I really... I really want to take Bob a step further than the backyard. Maybe you should take him somewhere in a carrier that's, like, safe to where he's not out, like, around the traffic in his harness that, like, if he got away, you know what I mean? It's, like, in that environment, yeah. it's, like, get number one scared. And then if he runs, he would get run over. Or yeah. a dog would get him. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. kind of the position that's in. Um, maybe you could take him somewhere you know, else that, like, you could have a little more space and a little bit more quiet uh-huh. and do it that way. Uh, Take uh, him there and I live in the city. It's really not. Yeah, but you, you could go to Fairmount Park. People take their dogs to the park. That's true, but, I mean, isn't there, maybe you could get, find a spot that there's nobody around? I don't know. Yeah, I probably could. trying to help you. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> maybe I don't want your help. Oh. Just kidding. I don't know why I was being. Anyway, what episode are episode we on? Episode nine is vaginas, and as we said in our um, the part of the episode that got deleted, we came to the conclusion that the the best uh, pubic hair for vaginas is the five o'clock shadow. Yeah, the five o'clock, like a soft five o'clock shadow with like shades still on the side so you could still wear a bikini. Uh, And we were talking about that because we we talked about pubes in the vagina episode and grooming and that sort of thing. So if you're interested in that, head on over to episode nine, vaginas. Uh, You hear about my Hitler mustache bikini trend. Yeah, it's a good episode. Uh, Episode 10 is Aliens. And uh, we had our uh, friend Pat Alicio on, and we talked about al- different species of aliens and alien conspiracy theory. And his I learned comic. a lot about the races of aliens. What's that? I learned a lot about the races of aliens. Yeah. Episode. It was great. Very educational. It was an educational episode. We, we talked about X-Files a little bit. Mm-hmm. We need to do an X-Files episode. We had concluded. Um, uh- and if the Bernie, truth is out there. If Bernie Sanders gets selected, he said he would tell he would let us know if aliens oh. are real. Oh, I saw something. I, I didn't like look at it though, but I saw like some headline about what. Tell me more. It was well, you know how he was on the Joe Rogan um, yeah. experience. Pod, I didn't finish podcast. the whole thing. I listened to part of it. It's at the very end. Joe okay. Joe asked him if he, if he would tell us if there was. And uh, he seemed a little nervous about answering that question, which leads me to believe that he might be like, there there might be aliens, that he's like a little nervous to commit to that. I think there are, that it's known uh, in some way or another. I think there's like more going on out in space than we know about. I mean, don't get me started, but yeah, 
um, in our household especially, like Carl's very interested in this subject is, and um, has really gotten me like convinced that there's a lot of, uh, like there's like the Disclosure Project, something to check out about aliens. Um, there's just been a lot of documented, I guess, intera- possible interactions that are um, people who are like high up in the government actually said that they, they they were promising to go under oath to tell like little stories of interacting with alien life. There's a there's um, a new uh, UFO movie on Netflix that I'm probably gonna watch because now a just, movie just talking about aliens now has me like kind of being like maybe I'll do that after we record yeah. this. Yeah, we're watching Orange Is the New Black. Oh, I hate that show. Yeah, I actually am enjoying it. It's the last season. It's on my phone. Stupid. You're stupid. Uh, I also I have to watch uh, Handmaid's Tale after after this too. It's Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I have to watch that entire show. I only saw the first three episodes. Uh, did you read the book? No. It's uh, a really good book, Margaret Margaret Atwood. Check it out. It's yeah. uh yeah, it's good. It's it, it's not it's not very long either. It's a cool. Pretty quick read. The season one of Handmaid's Tale is almost like exactly to the book. So I would read the book first and then get excited about it. Like after re- I like reading the book first and then watching the movie, yeah. then vice versa. Because then mm-hmm. you're kind of like, it's not as fun to read it. Cause, I like you know. doing both. Uh, episode 11, Clowns. Speaking of uh, one of my favorite books, Stephen King's It. We talked about Pennywise the Clown in that episode. We talked about we just talked about clowns, and we talked about clowns for an hour and a half in that episode. Yeah, that's perfect to me. Uh, and we were saying, yeah, we were talking about how clowns are a Jungian archetype and we need to do more episodes that have archetypes yeah. like that. And, you know, we're yeah. working on it. We, we were like brainstorming for a second and we came up with nothing. So yeah, we're not working on it. Um, episode- we're not working on anything. No. Um, well, I mean, maybe I feel like I should like write this stuff down. Are you still there? Yeah, the kitten's on me and it's so cute. Aw, you're gonna have to post pictures of this kitten so I can see. No, I have to get some pictures. Um, <laughs> let me get into my, this is my Q-Host and Delco.com. Is it topics? I don't know. I'll just write it down in here. Um, crystals. Um, Jungian archetype. I mean, we could do like witches. Yeah, we could do. We could do witches. Like or just, or like as in the witch trial, or just. I actually did. I type of witches. I listened to that whole podcast, um, unobscured, on the Salem witch trials. So I'm somewhat of an expert on them now. Oh, you listened to a whole podcast? Yeah. That's basically like getting your master's, right? Yeah, that's well, where we are in today's, nowadays. yeah, educational. <laughs> that's where we are with things. Yeah. 
Um, so you have your answers in the Salem Witch Trials. That's amazing. Yeah, and mostly I could tell you, like, the whole entire story. I just can't remember anyone's name. Which... Is that in the militant feminism? I'm just kidding. That was just a feminism joke. Actually, uh, women bitch. women are a lot. Women themselves are a lot to blame for um, the well, young girls. But it's basically, it's basic. It was basically a feud between two families. I and, know the story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, like mostly the young girls in these families were the people that were call- calling people out to be witches. Which kind of reminds me of... Um, Some girls were lying about other girls, and they, like... I, I don't know. Um, it kind of reminds me of being me too by women. Me, as in I'm another female. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, girl-on-girl oh. girl calling out and being, like, when it comes to feminism, like, you know, and it's kind of like... With the, you know, SJWs, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I thought you meant, like, girl on girl, girl on girl, and I was like, that's hot. I'm really talking. We're both talking ourselves into a corner, and we're going to get canceled. Um, No, I do, like, girl on girl. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, You should be. That's gross. (laughs) That anti-feminist. God! Yeah, I'm just kidding. Can't do anything right! I'm just kidding. Everyone. Uh, I was born before 1990. I like one girl. I uh, actually, I put my birth date in a bio that I was born in 1997. And I was like, holy shit, if I was born in 1997, I'd be 21. Like, it's totally fine. Gross. Uh, All right, so then episode 12 was Pumpkinhead. And... Uh, Pumpkinhead is a character that we inv- invented in high school that pees gasoline and lights people on fire. And so if you'd like to... Our enemies. Our enemies, uh, mostly. If you'd like to tune into that episode, if you're if you're itching for some Halloween content, you know, because Halloween's just around the corner, that would be a good uh, podcast to go and listen to. Halloween revenge porn, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then episode 13, Obsessions. This is, uh, this, what an abstract sort of, uh, podcast. I didn't even remember we did an episode on this. Oh, on what? Obsessions. Oh, Obsessions. you know what? This was yeah, our, our friend April. That was, yeah. Yes. With and April. it was April, um, Aguilard, and it was their... Uh, suggestion, which is a good one. We need to yeah. we need to have another sort of um, topic that is about that's like sort of abstract in that sort of way where we talk about obsessing over things or yeah. Um, and whatever we talked about, I mean, we talked about things that we were obsessed with. Basically, we talked, which involves a lot of television shows and movies. Um, I can't remember everything, but... Can't either. It was like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, episode 14, Alcoholism, which is, today, is today your day, or was Today it? is my two years, yeah, I haven't alcohol in two years. Yeah! Yeah, Maureen, happy yeah. sobriety day. 
Thank you. You know, it's awesome, and I feel better every day. That's great. So if you want to tune into our alcoholism episode, you can hear from Maureen and my brother about, like, uh, my brother Tom was our guest on that pod about their... Which was a great guest. What's that? Which was a great guest. Yes. I mean, Tom was a great guest, and uh, we talked about alcoholism, and I tried to insert myself into the conversation as much as possible. What was that? That seemed a little... That like, hmm. I mean, you're on a phone. Well, no, I was just laughing at you because you're not an alcoholic. So it's, the way you said that makes you feel like makes it seem like you felt like left out. Episode fifteen. I'm access. sorry, you're not an alcoholic, Beth. I'm sorry. Episode fifteen accents. We had my friend Tashambe Herbert was our guest host. I met him at the Monkey Club. I think this was the last time I was at the Monkey Club. And you were on the phone, and we did accents. We talked about funny accents. And again, this is a great topic episode, and it was our, we had our guest pick out the topic. And, um, yeah. There was nothing racist that happened in that episode. No, nothing racist happened. And I also, by the way, I'm going to be a featured comedian at, uh, the Monkey Club coming up. Again? I was never or, featured, but, like, they just do oh, open mic. It's an open mic night. It's, like, an open mic okay. night. Okay. And, like, so, Deshambi asked if I would be uh, featured, which is August 19th. So, August 19th? Yeah. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, August 19th at the Monkey Club. 2019, we're talking about August 19th, 2019, we're not talking about 2020, they don't book that far in advance, and I don't have access to a time travel machine to go back in time. And also, I'm not really, I'm not a stand-up comedian, I do performance art, so we'll see how that goes. We will. I'm doing white woman miming. Okay. I have this mime character that... I have this mime character that's a white woman, and I do, I mime different white women things about being a white woman. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Episode 16. Do you write a check? Do you, like, write a paper check? White women write paper checks? Like, yeah, like, when you're standing behind them, like, old men? Uh, I think you're thinking of white women and, like, Maybe, maybe the early 90s, but I'm talking about contemporary white women. So I am tweeting a lot in my And they're, white with, they're old white women. Maybe it's just in this area. Maybe it's in this Yeah, I don't see a lot of white women writing checks. Um, yeah, there's I a, feel like people still write checks. There's a segment where I'm calling the cops on someone. And, and my name calling the police on someone. Oh, that I get uh, that's something white women do. Um, I'm not going to tell my whole act on the on the podcast. You'll have you, to come and see. You know what? Just because I where I call the cops on lit, actually, <laughs> but you think you know everything about white women? Yeah. You called the cops on someone recently? Well, yeah. No, I, I was telling a story in New Jersey, and I live by myself. And someone, a long story made short, was oh, like throwing. 
my window. It was like two in the morning, and I was, and I wake up and someone's hanging on my window, and I lived myself on like the first floor. And so I like went to like the bathroom that was like on the other, like well, stuff in there and called the cops. And it turned out that it was like the apartment in front of me. It was like the ex-girlfriend or something, and she was like, and she was trying to get her ex-boyfriend and get into his apartment. Um, so yeah, I was. Uh, was was she black? I have, yeah, I didn't, no, I I think she's probably white. Oh, doesn't count then. Oh, I see. Episode sixteen, horror. We talked about horror, horror. the horror genre with John McCabe, and we and John um, as a lot of intelligent foresight to the horror genre while I talk about on it, I go on and on about my favorite horror movies, uh, which includes Friday the 13th, Halloween do we do, do all the slashers are like uh, a big go-to for me I don't think we talked about Amityville, which is another favorite horror movie of mine too but uh, yeah, so again if you're in the mood for Halloween if you're in the spirit of Halloween you should head on to episode 16 horror. Maureen doesn't really add much to the conversation because yeah, okay. not really, not really into horror. So, um, but you know, it's the only genre that exists today that I think still has a spine and still is like the only movies worth seeing are horror movies nowadays. It seems like like this summer, yeah. everyone's going to see Midsummer. And um, Get Out was nominated for uh, Best Picture. And, um, you know, so I think the horror genre is not uh, looked down as a B-movie genre like it used to be. So, uh, episode 17, Penis. Penis. And actually, guys, what you missed out on, uh, because it got deleted, was Maureen and I playing the penis game um, to try and distract the Bryn Mawr College um, security, uh, campus security police officers. It was fun. It was We fun. did play the penis game on the campus, and it is that got deleted, but you know what, the, the moment even more special. And we played the penis game at the Philadelphia Museum of Art, which is where we recorded this episode in the Cy Twombly Gallery. And uh, it's very, we're whispering a lot because we're kind of ashamed of talking about penis in a yeah, gallery. That was, I, yeah, that was the, the predicament of that episode. We were talking about penis in a quiet place. But if you like ASMR, it's a good ASMR episode. And if you like ASMR, you probably would never listen to this podcast because Maureen, well, me, I, my voice is, is particularly grating, so. Oh, yeah, we're from Delaware County, we go with our, like, laugh. I'm, like, a fucking hag voice. <laughs> uh, episode 18, being in your 70s, that was when my mom was a guest, my mom's in her 70s, and I was telling people, if you want to know what it's like to be Bernie Sanders, that you should tune into episode 18, because Bernie's in his 70s, just like my mom. That's right. And they've been, through, right. They've been through a lot. They know a lot. They do. 
And episode 19 was seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. We were really feeling that. it. Yeah, we were really feeling it. And uh, so we did seasonal depression. And uh, I actually think I was saying if you listen to these episodes, like, and you go from, like, the seasonal depression episode or to an episode what that we recorded in the spring or summer, you could, there's, like, a distinct difference in our voices. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're super depressed in the winter. Like, we can't handle it. You know what, though? Today, it was raining and cloudy, and it's still, like, I, I'm, like, fucking just miserable, like, just depressed. But, uh, so oh. right now, I'm just like, whatever, fuck everything. It's just been dark all day. Uh, yeah, I'm just, like, it's actually really hot, so I was kind of, like, I'm, like, happy that it's raining, finally. That is a good point. That's true. But, like, I don't know, I just, I was, I did not work today. I had the day off, and it rained, and, like, I wasn't really that motivating, so I didn't. So I, like, didn't even leave my apartment all day, and I just sat in the cloudy, rainy weather. It was winter time. Episode 20, Twitter. Uh, we talked about Twitter for, like, it's actually, the Twitter episode's a really good episode, I think. It's fun. It's pretty good. Uh, Maureen, you are almost, you're at 12,300 followers. Yeah. When you get to 13,000 followers, we should bake you a cake. A thirteen thousand followers cake. Yeah, I saw I someone on it. I saw someone on Twitter that baked a, got a ba- a cake got baked for them for having three thousand followers. Mm. And I was like, you want the thirteen thousand follower cake? Yeah. Uh, you can follow. Three thousand. What? Probably has like three hundred thousand followers. And now I'm gonna look at you, asshole. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? What? What are you talking about? That I'm going to make you look like an asshole how? Yeah, because, never mind. I want the cake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maureen's Twitter is uh, at mocom, M-O-C-U-M, 99, all lowercase, no space. My Twitter account is at Beth Heinley, um, B-E-T-H-H-E-I-N-L-Y, all lowercase no space. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, please go and do so. Uh, episode 21 was Game of Thrones. And this is a great episode because I called the ending. I said Bran's going to yeah. take off. And I was right. You sure did. You did. Congratulations on being right. And I said Danny is a bitch. And I was right about that, too. She, yeah, she man. Is a she bitch. turned out to be a, a rabid bitch. So it feels good being right. Like, so right. Yeah, you love that fucking feeling because you're a Leo. And Aries rising. Mm-hmm. That too. Episode 22, Myers-Briggs. Where, which, this is a good, this is a good one. I was saying, we got quite, quite the self-help book catalog in our uh, podiversary. We got the Myers-Briggs episode, seasonal depression, obsession. And which is also Young-related. Also Young-ian. Yeah. Young-ian uh, faith. Astrology, that's good for checking out your personality. So, you know, there's a lot of self-help 
you know, uh, self-help if you believe that um, listening to two people who do no research and are just talking from their, out their ass, from their basic knowledge as um, being helpful, then this is the podcast for you. I like to think of it as brainstorming, stream of consciousness brainstorming. Uh, yeah. It's a new um, way to do stuff. And, you know, we read books. We don't remember them. But we yeah, do Yeah, I'm read reading them. one right now. What book are you reading right now? I don't remember. No, I'm just kidding. It's called, um, The Mind... It's called The Mind After Death or something. It's a Buddhist book. Hmm. It's about the bardos. It's about the six bardos um, in tantric Buddhist belief system. And it basically explains it's all about death. Mind after death, I think. I, I don't know. I'll post it. That would be good. Oh, yeah. That's what we wanted to do a death episode. Yes. We definitely should. Um, so that would be good when you finish that book. Yeah, it's a really long book. Um. I, yeah, I'm not really into that Buddhist stuff. That Buddhist stuff? Yeah. I am. Um, and we, I believe at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about the book I was reading. Friends to Wall. Talked about what? Friends to Wall, um, Mama's Last Hug. That's what I'm reading right now. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know what? It got, it's getting like a little weird with the gender. Like, he's really into uh, female, the, the binary, and it's kind of like, as a scientist, it kind of like is annoying listening to, to this or reading it, and, uh, you know, it's really bringing me down. I can't wait to get over this part of the book. Cause well, yeah, I, I don't understand what you mean. Oh, well, he's, he's talking about social behavior, and he's definitely talking about social behavior, like, considering the binary. Like, he was saying yeah. at one point that women um, scientists are more altruistic than uh, male scientists. Like, uh -huh. male scientists believe in um, the survival of the fittest, whereas uh, women uh, female scientists don't believe this, and he thinks it's because women are the caregivers uh, uh -huh. and you know men are the like hunter gatherers or whatever so he's talking about it from a very basic hey I'm a, a, a primatologist yeah you know? but I think that's really bullshit to like separate people's genders and how they're out in the world like it's ridiculous to think men aren't altruistic just like women are or well, assume because you're, assume like you're a biological structural difference in the brain or is yeah. he saying that these differences are like caused by hormones or he's talking like about social? observational so his observational social and social behavior his observations okay. that's how that's how he studies, that's how, what kind of scientist he is. He's a behavioral um, sociologist. So, gotcha. Um, but yeah, in that sense, that makes his science sort of it, like um, inaccurate because, I mean, you just can't bring it down to somebody's genitalia or like you can't even prove, actually, like if you think about the transgender community, like you can't even say someone is feminine or masculine 
based on what like chromosomes they have or don't have or whatever. Like because right. that's it's been proven. It's a social construct. Well, gender is a social construct. We created the idea of what each gender is supposed to do, like or which gender is supposed to be the caregiver. Like we came up with that, but at the same time, you're also affected by the society that you grew up in. So, like if you're living in a society where that is expected of females, like, I feel like you're going to probably be more likely to give up to that. If it's what it's expected of you. Yeah. It's difficult when you don't match that, and I think that's what part of what we're coming up against right now is, like, we're just starting to be, like, more honest about, like, hey, actually, most people don't match this, so, like, what are we doing? Why are we expecting this of every single person who's male or every single person who's female? Well, also the argument against you know, gender is a social contract, though, construct, is that, first off, a lot of transgender, like, studies in psychology are based off um, cisgendered people doing studies, which is, would make it inaccurate, like, there's not right. a lot of trans voices um, in there, they're, like, it's right. like a cis doctor who's analyzing someone who's trans, so they're right. automatically biased based on that. Yeah. So right. that's a problem, but also, though, uh, a transgender person who might be, like, you know, uh, assigned male at birth and they're trans-feminine. Now, um, but just because they're trans-feminine trans, they're trans -feminine doesn't mean that they feel like they're the type of woman. They don't consider themselves a woman because they want to wear a dress. They don't consider themselves a woman because they want to wear lipstick. They just consider themselves a woman. Like, right. it, it's more... And, okay. and so I think to think of it, it's more beyond the social construct. And, okay. and some transgender women, like, are, like, doing that because they do love femininity in that way. And I'm not right. saying that wearing, not a, wearing a dress and lipstick is um, not femininity. It is, in our society, uh, a indication of femininity, wearing a dress and wearing right. lipstick. But I'm just saying that being transgender in the experience, like, is not always about wanting to wear a dress and wear a lipstick. Right, not all transgender people do that. Or it's, and it's the same way with, you know, women so they who... they express as the opposite gender anyway. Like they might dress, like, still like a man, if, even though they transition. I don't know, whatever. I hear you're saying. There's yeah, it's, plenty of ways that someone's gender could express. Yeah, I think we need and to... And that can be independent from sex organs. Yes. Anyway, the ones you're born with are the ones that you feel like you're supposed to have. And the way Franz DeWall is talking about it is just very binary and just ridiculous, where it's kind of like, come on, like, really? Like, it's, it's kind of making me be like, ugh. I hate when I'm reading an author and I'm, like, so into, like, what they're talking about and everything like that, and then they just get into this, this um, you know, a, a spot that I don't agree with them. You know, yeah, um, I, I, I was just talking about something different, and but like the same conversation. Yes, it's very frustrating when you feel like you really like agree with someone, and then all of a sudden they voice like a, a similar view of than you're, you know, whatever than you. Um, and it's difficult because it's there. I don't know. Is it cognitive dissonance? Is that yeah. the word that I want? You know, I think you're so. like, wait, why don't we? Cause we want, in our minds, like, we want things to be binary. Like, we want things to be one way or the other, black yeah. or white. And, like, 
that makes it easier for us to, like, know what's safe and what's right and, mm-hmm. like, whatever, but, like, it takes more time to really think about, like, all of the in-between gray areas. Yeah. In any case, we're, we're way off what topic. What are we on? I know. Uh, we're almost done. We only have uh, episode 23, which was toxic masculinity. Um, but on topic is to go off topic on this podcast anyway. So let's just give us a... Nice job. I'm not doing it because I don't want to scare the kitten. It's been a while since we did a long offer clap. Uh, toxic masculinity. Just to remind everyone of how awkward we are. Yes. Uh, we did toxic masculinity, and we confused toxic masculinity with female masculinity a whole bunch. Or female, I did that too. Toxic. And you even got another chance. This is why you deleted the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah. In the first place, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because you said, what did you say? Masculine femininity or something? Yeah, I said, like, female masculinity. Female masculinity. Um, you mean toxic femininity and toxic yeah. masculinity? Yes. Uh, we talked about incels, um, which are a huge problem in the United States. They uh, are. We, I think we're, we didn't even discuss the mass shooting. Because no, I think we, was that it, happened in between these two things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's like, man, there you go. That's what toxic masculinity is. It's like man. Yep. Uh, so like man. If you're interested in uh, uh, listening to a bunch of that shit. Episode 23, toxic masculinity. Uh, if you uh, or a friend, or you su- suspect a you or a friend of being a toxic man or or displaying toxic masculinity, you might want to tune into this episode so you can see all the clues. And, um, yeah, see if it's you. See if it's you. you see if you're a toxic man. And just then, for the fucking record, toxic masculinity does not mean that men are toxic. It's just talking about the parts of society's idea of masculinity that are toxic to men and women. I just feel like I have to say that every fucking time. Uh, and I, oh, I also briefly talked about it and got deleted. I went to go, I saw Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. Oh, how was that? Uh, the Quinn Tarantino movie. Oh, yeah. It was fine. It was not, it was, like, really long. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, I, I think Quinn Tarantino is, like, really cheesy. Like, I, when I, I don't like when I see a director's movie where it's, like, their style and personality is, like, so dominant and comes through in, like, everything. It kind of, like, um annoys me like so a lot because of that a lot of the jokes and a lot of things fall flat for me because I just find it all so predictable so in that sort of way (laughs) yeah I mean he's so predictable like so like when you would see like the feet in the movie theater and everybody knows Quentin Tarantino has a thing about feet you're not Uh like it's so um his ego is so present 
in that moment where so you're not getting lost in a movie you're just thinking of Quentin Tarantino and how he likes to speak. yeah like in hell he has a, th- a foot fetish yeah, yeah. so yeah. in that sort of way he had a foot fetish with uh in the feet and Pulp Fiction and yeah whereas when it was like more subtext I think that was more interesting but the fact that yeah. it's not anymore it's like and seeing it inserted in this movie you're like you're like, die, like, shut the fuck up. I don't know, but at the same time, isn't this, like, his last movie, so... I, I hope know, so. Way, it's kind of, I don't know. What kind um, of I asshole is, like... I know a lot of people who are um, but I, I don't know, because his movies, like, I feel like all of his movies are all an ode to a genre, so it kind of makes sense to me that his last movie would be the ode to his own Well, what kind of assholes, like, this is my last movie? That, too. Clint Tarantino. Uh, there was, what's the actor's name? There was an actor who I find obnoxious who did that too. Um, he was like, uh, what's it he was in, um, what is this actor's name? He was in like some Scorsese movie, The Gangs of New York. He played like the one dude. <laughs> uh, so you know what? Fuck him. Don't even say his name. He's so important. Himself, yeah, well, so I this guy's name who I don't remember, this actor, he did the same no, thing. Like, he was nominated for an Academy Award, and he's like, I'm quitting acting. And it was like, so he better win this award because he's quitting acting now. Like, and yeah, the, these kind of male egos, these are the toxic masculine. But like, in other ways, I have to say, what? Women can do this shit oh, too. Just of to be course. Clear, it's not about the. It's Daniel Day Lewis, my it's boyfriend the, is oh, mansplainer. What did you say, Marie? That's not important. Why did you have to talk over me then? It was really important, actually. <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah. Oh, I thought you hung up on me. <laughs> yes, I hung up on you. Um, it's Daniel Day Lewis. Gus just mansplains me. Anyway, um, but I do have to say, I did enjoy, like, I really loved the sequences uh, with Brad Pitt driving his car through Hollywood, and he's, like, stunt driving, he's, like, driving really fast down, like, I don't know, Laurel Canyon, I, I don't know, I'm not from Los Angeles, or no shit about Hollywood, but I, it kind of, to me, was, like, how I felt like if I were to imagine being able to see James Dean like speeding all around Hollywood in his like little Porsche spider, it would be like these scenes. Although Brad Pitt doesn't have a nice car, it's like I, I forget what the car is because I'm not a man. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't know what cars are. She's a man baby. But I appreciate a man who can drive. Because you know what that means. What does it mean? <laughs> good driver. If he, if he, yeah, if he's a good driver, what does it mean, Maureen? That he knows how to work a stick. Sure. Are you saying that he's good with sticks? I don't know how that helps you. Uh, men who are good at driving are good in bed, Maureen. Why is that? Because they can handle curves. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, there's actually, like, uh, from, because, like, I'm obsessed with James Dean, I read his, I read, I think I read, I think I have read two James Dean biographies. I don't know. I forget. But I definitely read one. In any case, 
there's a postcard in it from one of his friends and that he wrote to one of his friends and he or well actually it was a girl he was dating or dated in New York or something like that but they were like casual you know and he like explained driving to her in this letter like sex and um, like sex like good sex oh like sex sex I was gonna say that's ironic because he died driving yeah it would be uh, except that's not what I said yeah, if it was what you said, though, it would have been certain things. Episode 24, Democratic Debates. We pretty much recapped the Democratic Debates at the beginning of this podcast. It was, like, 20 minutes long. It was, like, forever we talked about yeah. the Democratic Debates. We really, really went on and on about that. Um, but while I go get a glass of water, Marine, why don't you uh, close out this episode? I'll be right back. I mean, we are in Leo season. Maybe we should do lions next episode. Sure, I'm down with that. Because you're more into lions than tigers. Yes, that did not get deleted. Okay, so good. Now we're on both, both beginning of the episode, and now we can be finished. All right. Um, well, okay, Maureen, thanks for closing us out on our hey, anniversary. And thank you, everyone, who listened to us this past year. We really... I uh, appreciate all 13 of you. Uh, 14. We have 14 It's followers. a family. It's a small family. A small family. Uh, we can't afford much more than that, anyway. And um, I can't afford a family at all, actually. Really? I mean, that's a lot. That's a huge family. 14, Jesus Christ. If uh, Andrew Yang gets elected, though, with our family of 14, that would be, like, $14,000 a month we'd be getting. Yeah, we would all, yeah, we could all pull our money together and buy um, a car. A microphone. Oh, yeah, we got to use, we got to use the five and below, five below uh, microphone. The five and below Microphone. Obviously, I'm I'm not a avid five below shopper. Obviously, uh, us uh, fucking living in the suburbs, um, ladies, go to five below. That's where we get our candy. We should do a five below episode. I'm totally down with that. We, we should do, do other stores five below for um, Delco people. Joe Mar, 
and Macy's. Joe Mar, what is that, the, the sewing store? Um, well, you know, close. They do they do sell uh, fabric, but Joe Mar does, it's like discount clothes. It's like, uh, oh. uh, you didn't Where even know about it. That? Oh, well, they're all through Philly. Oh, well, you said Delco. That's why I was like, what? I, wait, is the sign, like, green? Yeah, of? yeah, you know it. You know what it. I don't think I've ever gone in there because I thought it was, like, a sewing and fabric store. It, it's, yeah, like, I get a lot of fabric from there. It's the cheapest place to get fabric in the city, um, but they, it's also a clothing store. And you okay. get, it's, like, really, ex- the, the cheapest, cheapest. Um, oh, that's cool. I'm going to have to check it out and yeah, and Macy's, which is not the cheapest. It's actually overpriced, if you ask me. Okay. All right. Let's get yeah, out of here. Right. Two hours. Right. We're clocking yeah. in a potiversary at two hours. We love you for listening. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye, Marie. Goodbye. Bye. Do, do, Two hours. Two hours. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that torch.